All right, Romans chapter number 12, Romans chapter uh, number 12, uh, it's good to see Jason tonight, uh, he came because he was scheduled to sing, and so uh, we'll see him next month when he's scheduled again, so, uh, uh, but uh, no, pray for, he's still on deputation, still raising support, and God's blessing there, continue to pray there, and uh, of course pray for Miss Jessica and the twins. And uh, let's just stay excited about what God is doing. Aren't you glad to be saved? You know, the work of God is never boring, that's for sure. And uh, let's, let's, let's be excited about what God is doing tonight. Romans chapter 12, of course, for several weeks we've been in this chapter. And uh, I believe we'll start moving a little bit quicker uh, through the chapter. We spent much time in verse number 1 and verse number 2. And we're going to read them again this evening uh, because they are the foundational verses of the entire chapter. Uh, the further we get into this chapter, beginning with tonight, we're going to discover some things. We're going to come across some things the Scripture speaks of that are not easy things to live. Uh, they, they are not, you can't live them unless you have crucified the flesh, unless you have uh, made yourself a living sacrifice. So it's important that we always understand everything begins with us submitting to God. In your Christian life, that's where it all begins with, is, is your submission to God. Let's read <coughs> the first three verses tonight of Romans chapter number 12, beginning with verse number 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Notice verse 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. And we're going to look at verse number three uh, specifically tonight, and I've entitled this The Sin of Self-Help. The Sin of Self-Help. I could have given this verse uh, several titles tonight, uh, but I think that verse uh, will give us a good place to start. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that you'll help us tonight as we look into your word. <clears throat> may the Word of God be our instruction tonight, the Holy Spirit be our teacher. Uh, may we just uh, be reminded again how important it is for us to submit ourselves to you uh, so that we can be uh, more like Christ and be able to serve you in a greater way. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me make a few uh, introductory statements and then uh, we'll look at the outline tonight. Uh, let me say, first of all, a man who thinks offering himself as a living sacrifice is unreasonable thinks too highly of himself. Uh, verse number one, we're reminded that we're to present ourselves a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. A lot of times, uh, young people say, well, I just don't think me giving my life to God. That's the thing. No, well, according to the scripture, it's reasonable. And if you, as, a, as an adult, uh, you as a teenager, you as a child, you don't think it's reasonable for you to offer yourself to God, you think a little too much of yourself. Uh, we need to put ourselves in view of God. A man who thinks his mind is equal to God's mind thinks too highly of himself. Too, too many times Christians will hear the Scripture. They'll hear a principle from Scripture. They'll uh, e even, even quote it verbatim and say, well, I just don't know if I agree with that. You think too highly of yourself. 
sadly, this is not just in the secular world. Uh, these, this is in our churches as well. Uh, you, you, can, you can give us, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it, it amazes me every time that I'll confront something with Scripture. Well, I, that's what you think. Um, that's, so maybe some of you have heard that before. That's a favorite uh, uh, excuse something like to have. Well, that's what you think. No, it's not even what I think. It's what God thinks. If we think our mind, the renewing of our mind, we, we've spent several weeks on how important that was, how the renewing of our mind, if we think that our thoughts are on the same level as God's thoughts, uh, we think too highly of ourselves. Uh, if your opinion I could say it's about my opinion. If it does not measure or meet God's opinion, guess which opinion's wrong? It's our opinion. You know, everybody's got opinions. It's bad enough that everybody has opinions, but everybody likes to share their opinions uh, with everybody else. Uh, there's only one opinion that really matters, and that's God's. Uh, if, if, we, if we think our thoughts are equal with His thoughts, then we think too highly of ourselves. A man who chooses his will over God's will by conforming to this world, thinks too highly of himself. Uh, so many Christians, they have a problem with not conforming to this world. You think about uh, several weeks ago when I taught on the rebellion that needs to go on inside of the Christian, to rebel against the conforming. Uh, you can't, and how that is key to doing the will of God. If you think uh, doing your will, uh, you choose to do your will instead of God's will, you think way too highly of yourself. Why? Because we are a, cre we are a God created us. Uh, he, is, he owns us because He created us, but then He owns us because He purchased us with, the, with His own blood as well. And so He owns us twice. And for us to think that we can look at the Creator and say, I know what's better for me than you know. I want to live my will instead of your will. You think a little too highly of yourself. Uh, there, this verse is so key. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. You know how Christians have a hard time with Bible preaching? Because they think too highly of themselves. Uh, you know why uh, in our society people have a problem with authority, <laughs> people have a problem with God. Our, 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 in, 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 in our society, so much uh, that, should be tr that should trouble us right now going on uh, in the political world and society, things that are being attacked, uh, things that are the evil that is being uh, pr uh, propagated and promoted and celebrated. It is not an attack necessarily on our foundation of our country, although it is. It is an out-and-out out rebellion against God. We think we're on the same plane as God. And if we get to the place where we think we're equal with God, we think way too highly of ourselves. The problem is, why is it that Christians think too highly of themselves? Because they haven't settled verse 1 and verse 2 in their life. Making themselves a living sacrifice. If you make yourself a living sacrifice unto God, holy, I'm going to live acceptable unto God. It's my reasonable service. I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Uh, I'm going to replace my thoughts with what does the Word of God say. Uh, we are submitting to God. It's kind of hard to think too highly of yourself when you've offered yourself to God. You don't have an opinion. And we have several men uh, who have served and several serving right now for the, in, our, in our military. Um, they have an opinion, but it doesn't matter. The orders matter. Uh, that, that's, what, that's what matters. You're going to do such, um, 
I just think that's oppressive. Um, that's, that's, I need a safe space. Yeah, that, they'll give you a, space, a safe space. It'll be a little cell they'll put you in. But uh, the bit, Why? Because there's a higher authority. That's what matters. Same thing with God in us as his creation and as his ch- child. Uh, we should not think more highly. Now, we live in a society today that believes in self-help. Uh, you can go to a bookstore, and there is row after row of row of self-help books. You can find some good quotes in them. Certainly, you can find some good ideas in them. Uh, but the very nature of, I can help myself, goes contrary to Scripture. It's contrary to reality. There are some things that you cannot help yourself with. There are some things that you have to have God's help with. If you think you can uh, read a book and rear your children in this society without God or God's instructions or God's laws or God's mind, you're, you're, you're not only fooling yourself, you're going to destroy your children. You've got to have... God's help. Same thing with a marriage. Same thing with just uh, living the Christian life. We've got to have the, the help of God. Now, let me give you uh, the outline tonight, and I think we can make sense of this. Uh, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Number one, let me mention the issue. Uh, The issue that is dealt with in verse number 3 is pride. Anyone who thinks of himself more highly than he ought to think has a pride problem. Pride is the downfall of Christians. Say, uh, what's the biggest problem with with Christians today? Is it it this sin? Is it this sin? Is it this sin? Is it this sin? Uh, No, from my own personal experience and dealing with people and dealing in my own life, but also in the study of the Scriptures, the number one problem that man has is pride. Uh, It's just just stories. You think of the Tower of Babel. It's pride. We can reach God. Uh, In our own Christian life, it's pride. Why is it that we know there are things in the Scripture that we ought to abide by and we don't? Why don't we? Pride. We think we will be the first ones to be okay. Or we think that we have a better solution, a better opinion. The issue in verse number 3 is the issue of pride. Oh, let me challenge you, Christian, to just read through the book of Proverbs and note every time pride is mentioned. Pride is never mentioned in a positive way. Let's be honest tonight. All of us deserve to just spend eternity in hell paying for our sins. Nobody here saved themselves. Nobody here made themselves. But for the grace of God, you and I would be in the most horrible circumstances that we could describe tonight. But for the grace of God, if we're not careful as a child of God, we will grow in grace and we'll get further and further removed from that which we used to be. We'll forget where God brought us from and we begin to think that it's of us. Now, I think you ought to live a separate life as a Christian. You know that. I think you ought to live a holy life. And I think you ought, from time to time you ought to think about things that you've got victory over in your life, but don't forget who gave you the victory over those things. 
And just because <coughs> we attend uh, church three times a week, which we should, and we, and we tell others about the Lord, which we could, and we put something in the offering plate, which we should, and, and uh, I could go on and on, that does not mean that we, it is of us, it is but the grace of God that has allowed us to get to a place in our life where we serve Him the way we serve Him. The issue is pride. When you think, your opinions on the equal with God, it's a pride problem. When you think you're the exception, it's a pride problem. Let me mention a few things about that. Pride is a form of atheism. Those that live with pride are really saying that I don't believe there is a God. I've got too much pride to make that decision. You don't really believe there's a God, do you? I've got too much pride to get this right in my heart. I'd forgive, I'd make that right, but I've just got too much pride. You don't really believe there's a God who puts some commands in Scripture, do you? Well, of course I do. We don't live that way. Or we live as if we are on the same plane as God. That when a Christian with pride, thinking of himself more highly than he ought to think, it is a form of atheism. Well, we look at our nation, there's so many, I'm an atheist, I'm an atheist, I'm an atheist. And, 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 and I have a lot I can say about that, but I'll just say this. There's a lot of Christians who sit in church pews every week that they, their life and their testimony says, I'm an atheist, I'm an atheist, because they really don't believe they're going to stand before God one day. It's a form of atheism. It's a form of skepticism. When we think more highly than we ought to think of ourselves, of our opinions, uh, it's a form of skepticism. I don't really believe God is able to do what God says He'll do. A lot of times, we take matters into our own hands just because we don't have the faith we should have that God's going to do something. That's really a form of pride. There are things in, the, in this Bible that God says... If you do this, then I'll do this. I preached a little bit about it Sunday night on how God doesn't necessarily have a timetable. God keeps His Word, but sometimes we can't see how it is. And when we go and we take matters, everybody, everybody out there tonight, we go take matters in our own hands. You know what that is? That's a form of pride. I'm skeptical that God really will provide for me if I give and I tithe like I should. I'm skeptical that the Word of God will not return void. So I'm going to take matters into my own hands. It's being skeptical. You say, well, I can't see how it's, we're just supposed to obey the Word of God because it's the Word of God. We think highly, more highly than we ought to think. It's a form of skepticism. Uh, it's not a, there's no belief in God's ability, His provision, or His plan. We must believe God. We must believe Him. And when we take matters into our own hands, we are really uh, skeptical of God. It's also a form of dishonor. Think about this. When you think too highly of yourself, when I think too highly of myself, what a dishonor that is to God. Well, I know what the Bible says, but what a dishonor to the God who spoke the universe into existence. What a dishonor for the God who gave you life 
for us to say, well, my ideas are on the same plane as God's ideas. For I'm going to live this. Well, that's what you believe. Well, it might be what I believe, but more importantly is what does God say? It's a dishonor. I don't want to live my life dishonoring God. How about you? Uh, it's, the issue is pride. It's a form of dishonor. Everybody okay? Everybody with me? Number two, look at the audience mentioned, the audience in verse number three. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you. The audience is to everyone in the church. And you say, Pastor, why is this important? It's important because we need to realize that we all have a responsibility to transform. We all have a responsibility to make ourselves a living sacrifice. But we all, this to every one of us, because we probably all have a problem with pride, don't we? And we don't we have a, don't we, have, don't we, don't we read our Bible and say, oh, I hope Pastor Neil read this. Oh, I hope brother so-and-so read this. Or when I get done preaching on Sunday, come I say, that was great, Pastor. Uh, my wife really needed that. <laughs> or I know so-and-so really needed that. I'm glad you gave it to them. You know, we all turn into third graders, don't we, when... when, when Scripture deals with us. We all start pointing a finger. He did it or, they, or she did it first or it's her fault. No, the Scripture is very, very clear. Paul is speaking, he's saying, if, uh, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you. So, so there's no confusion. Every member of the church is being addressed here. Every member has a responsibility to make themselves a living sacrifice. Every member has a responsibility to be transformed by the renewing of their minds so that they might do the will of God. Everybody with me so far? Everyone needs to pay attention and being addressed. Don't think too highly of yourself. One thing that will hurt the cause of Christ is for somebody inside the church to think more highly of themselves than they should think. That will hurt the cause of Christ. We are told that which is outside the world cannot stop what God does inside the church. The church is the most powerful institution on the face of the planet. And one that abides by Scripture will have the blessings of God, will have the provision of God. But what can hurt the work of God is for somebody in the church to think more highly of themselves than they ought to think. Your opinion doesn't supersede everybody else's. Nobody's opinion supersedes Scripture. Well, Pastor, I just don't think it ought to be done that way. Well, what does the Scripture say? If the Scripture doesn't speak specifically on the start time of the service, we'll leave that to the overseer of the church. How about that? Uh, well, I just it, it, it's a trite illustration, but we've got to be reminded that we all have, we all have the ability to think too highly of ourselves. Got to be very, very careful of that, uh, not to be tripped up by pride. So we see the audience is the church. Now, number three, I'm moving quickly. Aren't you proud of me? We have the mindset we must deal with. This is where I'll spend a few minutes. To the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself 
more highly than he ought to think. That's the problem. That's the mindset. That's the sin of self-help. But to think soberly. Notice those words, to think soberly. That's the mindset that Christians need to have. Uh, Sober is something that is missing. Uh, It's a qualification of a pastor that is missing at so many pulpits today. Of course, that word sober is serious-minded. But, you know, Christians should be serious-minded about the things of God. The Christian life is not a joke. And I know I'm going to step on some toes here, but that's why I have a hard time with Christian comedians. Because a lot of things that they joke about make fun of, to me, that's not funny. Because the Christian life is not a joke. Being separated is not a joke. Um, I just lost half the crowd there, but, but I think they're a joke. Anyway, uh, to think soberly. We ought to think soberly. How many of you believe there's a heaven? How many of you believe there's a hell? How many, of you peop- how many of you believe that there's people burning in hell right now? You can't get more serious than that. My actions as a Christian, oh, how tragic, tragic for any of our actions, any of our words to be the hindrance of somebody else getting saved. That's why your opinion, and I'm going to be very trite with the illustration because so you can see just the, your, your, the color of the walls doesn't really matter. Um, starting at 8.30 or 8 doesn't really matter. What matters is there's a heaven, there's a hell, and the church has a responsibility to preach the gospel. Uh, the mindset of God's people needs to be serious. We are, spiritual things are serious things. Uh, when we encounter somebody coming into the church, somebody who's uh, a new Christian, or maybe their first time, we've got to realize that's a, that's a life, that's a future, that's, uh, that, that's something that uh, if, we can, if it can be salvaged, we ought to seek to salvage it. It's a serious matter. Uh, every, everybody we come in contact with, there's a soul. Uh, that, 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 that is going to spend an eternity in heaven or hell. It's a serious matter. We should think soberly. That's why you can't think too highly of yourself. The work of God is not about you. The work of God is not about me. The work of God is to uh, preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, to elevate Christ, but to help uh, those that need the gospel. That's what it is all about. That, that. And when we say, so I got offended at church, you think too highly of yourself. Well, I'm offended. I'm not going back there. You think too highly of yourself. Well, Pastor, he, he didn't speak to me. Well, I was back there and you went out that door. How am I supposed to speak to you? Some of you, if you'll tell me what door you're going out, I'll just rotate so that you never have to see. No. Say, well, I got, I got offended with a nursery worker. If you get offended, you think too highly of yourself. I'm not excusing somebody who's rude. I'm not excusing somebody who's inconsiderate. But usually when there's a situation like that, there's more than one person being inconsiderate. we got to realize there are bigger things at play. I put my Bible there. I snuck in during the school week and put my Bible on the, so I'd have a seat. 
And when I got there, it was gone. How dare. I'm just, I'm just thankful that we are in a building. We're not getting wet. Oh, I've been to foreign countries where they just meet in the middle of a field around the Word of God. There's more to it than you and me. It's a mindset that we of seriousness. Now, we have fun. God's people ought to be able to have fun. I don't believe that the Christian should never have fun. But there ought to be a seriousness to our life, a serious to our mindset, uh, so that we're not thinking too highly of ourselves. Now, let me deal with two extremes of this very, very quickly. To think soberly, we need to have a proper evaluation of one's own self, including their ability. This is going to make this very practical for us as a church. There's a wrong evaluation by understating our ability in serving God. There's a wrong evaluation by overstating our ability in serving God. Two extremes I'm going to illustrate in just a moment both deal in pride. And it's a privilege to serve God. It is a privilege to do anything in the work of God. From holding the door to working in the nursery to singing in the choir. Whatever it is that you get to do in the house of God is an honor and a privilege. But we've got to have the right mindset that we think about ourselves the way we should think about ourselves. I say this often, and I'll say it again tonight. I believe every Christian, I think it's Lord's will for them to be a member of a, of a local independent Baptist church. They ought to have a pastor. They ought to have a group of people, they, a church they belong to, to advance the cause of Christ. Now, in some cases, it's, it's the Christian's failure that they're not part of a good church. In, in many cases, it, there's somebody who didn't answer the call of God. And there's a people without a preacher, and they should have a preacher because somebody didn't answer the call of God. I can't explain all the reasons why that is, but I believe that's the way God intended it. God gave us the church because He intends for everybody to serve through the church. So, Pastor, I just don't think there's anything I can do. There's two extremes. I'm going to illustrate it. But, Mike, I'm going to get you to help me. Just stand, stand right there in the altar. You can kneel on the altar and pray later, but we'll get you to stand right there. Uh, Brother Jason, since you're here, I'll have you stand uh, over here. And we're going to have two extremes. You can pick, you can be honest with yourself and be honest of which extreme you fall on, but the solution is going to be the same for both extremes. Uh, we'll take Brother Mike over here. Brother Mike is the extreme, he has some ability. <clears throat> You know, hypothetically speaking, he's, we ha he has some ability, he has some talent, he has some desire to serve the Lord, but he's doing it in the flesh. He, it, it, in a matter of fact, he is so talented, he thinks that he ought to have more position in the church. He thinks he ought to have more recognition in the church. I mean, the pastor, he's only got a Bible college degree. I have uh, all of these letters after my, my name. I've worked in the real world. All the, he, he has some. Now, there's no denying he's got some ability. And he really has a desire to serve the Lord. But he's thinking too highly of himself. He's doing it in his flesh. He teaches a Sunday school class in the flesh. 
He serves in the church in his own power, in his own flesh. You know what that is? That's pride. It's pride. Now, the other extreme is Brother Jason here. Brother Jason has no talent. He has no ability. He didn't have a lot of even drive for the Lord. He's got a low self-esteem. He's really an introvert. He don't even know why Jessica stays married to him. I mean, it's just... <laughs> has no friends. Comes to church, slips out. He has the mindset, I just don't know what I could ever do for God. Well, I don't have what so-and-so has. Well, I don't have the opportunity that so-and-so has. Well, I don't kiss up to the pastor like so-and-so, so I don't get to. And kissing up to me is not going to get you anywhere. Taco Bell gift cards get you down the road, but no. So he has this mindset that I just don't ever, I don't have nothing to offer. You know what that is? That's pride. Now, it may be true, this individual may have more talent than an individual, and this one says, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm doing it, I ought to have more opportunity, I ought to be able to do more. He's not doing it in the spirit, doing it in the flesh. He's depending on just his ability. The day is coming when he's going to fall flat on his face, and he will not be serving the Lord. Matter of fact, everything he does in his own flesh, he's not getting a reward for it because he's doing it in his own flesh. But this individual, the other end of the extreme, I don't have anything to offer. So you know what they do? Nothing for God. It, that's a form of pride. That's saying, God, you created the church for everybody but me. Poor me. Oh, you think you're the exception? You think too highly of yourself. A lot of times we have this, this, this fake humility, which is really a source of pride. There's nothing there for me to do with the church. That's not an issue with the church. That's an issue with your heart. That's, that's a pride problem. It's two extremes. God's not going to bless the one who does it all in their own ability. Now, if God's given you a talent, God's given you ability, you should use it for Him. And don't get upset because God gave a talent to somebody that He did not give you. I don't know why God gives a talent to people He gives to people, but they have a responsibility to use it for the Lord. And, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll further this in, in, in the last point, another illustration to, 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 to kind of bring this home. But there's that extreme that's not pleasing at all. It's thinking too much of themselves. I don't need God because I have my talent. I don't need God because I have my strength. That strength can be gone like that. Then what are you doing for God? But the other end of the stream is, well, there's nothing there for me. There's nothing I can do. I could never do that. What is the solution to both extremes? The solution is for this individual to make himself a living sacrifice, give his life, his talents, his abilities to God. That God can use it. The same solution is for this extreme. To give their lack of talent, their lack of ability... Their lack of usefulness to God and make themselves available and let God use them however God would like to use them. It's up to God 
how the Christian gets used in the work of God. And I believe this with my whole heart. There are a lot of Christians who have talent and ability that are not doing anything for God. It's because they want to do everything in their own flesh. And God doesn't give them opportunities. And and God just wants them to, to give themselves. God don't need your talent. He wants you. And I believe there are some who don't have the talents that others have. But God would use them to do things beyond their ability. But they're so full of pride that they have put... God, I think I have to have this and this and this and this. And God says, I just want you. In the next verses, in the next weeks, we'll talk about the body of Christ and how uh, both of these are equally important in the work of God. Thank you, gentlemen. But there's this mindset that we, that we, have, a, we have to have a proper evaluation of our own ability, of who we are, the mindset to think soberly. Now, number four. Everybody still with me? Okay. Look at me in our text again. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But to think soberly. Be that serious-minded person. Notice the last part of the verse. According as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. We find number four, the measure, and that's a faith. The basis of what we do for God comes from God. Think about it. The basis of what we do for God comes from God. We ought to think seriously, soberly, according, because of as God hath dealt to every man the measure of of faith. I'm going to have you two guys stand up here again uh, for me. Remember, Mike's the one with the talent and the ability. Jason's the one who, I'm just surprised he came in out of the rain. I'm surprised he found his way here. Uh, he doesn't have anything to offer for the thing. He's just, he's just here. Okay? How did they both get saved? The same way. Jesus didn't have to make a greater sacrifice for this one than he did that one. It's the same sin. That would send somebody to hell. See, that, that's why, why I have all these things to offer. You're still a sinner. Why well, I don't have that much to offer. You're still a sinner. Both of these individuals are saved, so therefore, they got saved the same way. The same precious blood that saves the sinner, covers the sins of the talented, those with ability and zeal, is the same precious blood that covers the sin of the one who doesn't have a lot of talent, doesn't have a lot of ability, but still needed a Savior. It's the same Jesus that saves them. It's the same faith. This person who has a little more talent didn't have to have less faith than this person did. They both had to have faith that Jesus was the answer to their sin problem. Everybody with me? So so how valuable is that? As a Christian, where is the value in their life? It's the price that was paid for their sin debt. It has, as you know, it has zero to do with talent, zero to do with ability, everything to do with us being sinners bound for hell. The only way of escape is through the Lord Jesus Christ. So when Jason got saved, his talents did not come into play. 
his ability did not come into play. His faith in Christ is all that entered the equation. When Mike, with the talent and the ability, and he's going to sing Sunday, with all this talent that he has, that, that did not come into play, did it? There's going to be a lot of people who they say, Lord, Lord, he's going to say, depart from me. And it's because they offered their talent, they offered their ability, they offered their goodness. That, has no, that does not come into play when it comes to salvation. So it took the same Savior to save both of them. So where, Christian, is your value? As a child of God. Now, God decides who He gives what talents to what people. We know there's parables in the Scripture that, that, that teaches of the, of the ones with different talents, and, and they had to invest those talents. So we know that God gives different people different talents. <clears throat> and you know what's true? This has nothing to do with our Bible study tonight, but you know what I found to be true? We, we all like to overlook the abilities that God's given us, and we all wish we had an ability that somebody else had. I'm going to go ahead and just, just say it. How many of you can't sing? Now, I can sing. Not well, or not good at all. Um, I, can't, I, I can't carry a tune in, the, in a bucket. I, I can't. It's, but people who can sing, it just comes, it's easy for them. La, da, la, 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 la. Oh, I just threw that together. Oh, and I'm just like, eh, jerk. <laughs> oh, that song was a blessing. Oh, that. Oh, I could have done so much better. And I'm like, eh. But those people who just can, well, it would be nice to be able to sing. And people who can sing are like, oh, well, I just, I'm just singing. Why is it? Because we have a talent that's given to us. Now, we should use it. And, and, and if those that participate in, in God's given us some, some very gifted musicians, but there's a lot of work that goes into what they do as well. So I don't want to minimize that. It's just singing, though, but I don't want, I don't want to minimize that. <laughs> but that's a talent that God's given you. What do we have a tendency to do? We have a tendency to look at the talent that somebody else has. I can't, I can't, this doesn't have anything to really do with the Bible study, but we all have talents and abilities that God has given us. And I can't go up to somebody and say, now, I know you really don't appreciate your talent of singing. Would you trade that talent with me? I have so much talent in this area. I can really, avoid, I can really afford to, we can't do that. God has decided. But that's not where, that's because, and we'll get to that in future weeks, that's because there's a role for everybody to play in the body of Christ. But the, the measure, Jason gets a measure of faith at his salvation. Mike gets a measure of faith at his salvation. Every one of us get a measure of faith. Now, the scripture says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now verse 3, For I say through the grace given unto you to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. We 
have salvation because of the love and the mercy and the grace of God. The sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jason trusts Christ as his Savior. He's given a measure of faith by God. Mike trusts Christ as his Savior. He's given a measure of faith by God. It took the same Jesus to save them, no matter what their, their, their talents and abilities are. They have a measure of faith. God saved every one of us from hell, but to serve in the church to serve him. Well, I just don't think I can serve him. He's given you a measure of faith to serve him with. Well, I have these talents. No, that doesn't matter. According to the measure of faith that God has given you. Now, very simply, very practically, you guys can sit down again. Let me illustrate it this way and we'll be done. God gives you lungs to breathe with. God also provides the air you breathe. So God gives you the oxygen to keep you alive. And he also gives you the means to take in the oxygen. Kind of like a measure of faith. God, the ability to serve him comes from him. And the work for him is made available by the measure of faith. Now, God has given me two lungs. How many of you have two lungs tonight? Okay? Uh, God's, you take a child, and I'll not bring a child up here because they won't behave. Um, well, Mike did pretty good, but... Um, okay? The, the Stanley's new grandbaby. I, I got to go by and see... Literally Sunday night. You forget how small those newborn babies are. She's got lungs. Um, but her lungs are small. What is that baby going to do? Going to grow. And with her capacity, as she grows, her capacity to bring in more air is going to grow. Every one of us has been given a measure of faith which to serve God with. He's given us the lungs, the means to breathe air, but he also provides the air. Say, Pastor, what's the analogy? The analogy is anything we do from God is just a gift from God. Well, I, I, I've been serving God. Thank you for your faith. That's why God puts a premium on faithfulness above everything else. Because you cannot, you cannot glory in your talent and your ability. Because God gave it to you to begin with. That's why God puts a premium on faithfulness, because not everybody has the same talent. Not everybody has the same ability. But everybody has been given a measure of faith. No, we think so highly of ourselves. Well, I, 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 did, I did this. It is foolish for a preacher to ever take credit for anything that God does through their preaching. Because it's the here's, the, here's the lungs and here's the oxygen. Guess, and this is the way a lot of Christians who think too high of themselves, this is, this is the equivalent of what they do. Guess what I've been doing all day? Breathing. Pat me on the back. 
I've been breathing all day long. Well, you, you didn't create your own lungs, and you certainly aren't providing your own oxygen. But how many Christians think they're doing God a favor because they're serving Him in some capacity? No, no, no. God, gave, God saved you. He gave you the measure of faith. You're to do something with it. Uh, you're, 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 to, you're to serve Him. You're to, you're to use your life to serve Him. It starts with making, offering ourselves as that living sacrifice, going through the transformation, uh, uh, renewing our mind, may, not thinking, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to serve God. You think too highly of yourself. Well, I can make it. No. A Christian who tries to make it without God is really on the same planes as somebody trying to breathe without oxygen. God gave us lungs and He gave us the oxygen to breathe. God gives us a measure of faith at salvation that He wants us to in turn use to serve Him with our life. Let's not think too highly of ourselves. Uh, God put us in a church to serve. And we'll see next week as we start talking about the body of Christ and how every member is important. It, 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 everybody is important. Well, I don't, don't focus on the talent. Focus on I get to serve God in this capacity. I get to serve God in this way. And when you have a Christian that says, well, I'm doing all of this and I have all this. I, I, my opinion is, no, 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 no. That's not the way it works. You think too highly of yourself. But the same token, Christian, we got to be careful. Well, I don't have anything to offer. That's a source of pride, too. Because when, you, when we think that way, we're saying that God can only use a certain kind of people who have these certain things. No, God is much bigger than that. He's much bigger than that. And the focus ought to be, I get to offer myself so that I can serve Him in some capacity, not looking around and thinking, well, I wish I could do that or I wish I could do that. I get to do something. I get to breathe. I get to serve Him. Hey, let's keep ourselves humble. Let's deal with our pride. Anything good that we do comes from God. Any ability we have comes from God. Let's depend on Him. Father, thank You for... Loving us, thank you for...